This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. If you follow anything in the, the social media world, you know that a few weeks ago, we had a rebrand of Twitter and the idea of Twitter becoming X, which for me kind of reminded me of when print decided to become the symbol. He became the artist formerly known as Prince. And so I've been calling Twitter the artist formerly known as Twitter, right? So let's talk about what that means in the branding world and what we do as agents sometimes when we get stuck in this idea of how do we want to present ourselves to the public, but then we can't move past it. Interestingly enough, I've really struggled with this Twitter thing. I don't even call it X. I'm still calling it Twitter. Is it even X or is it just the symbol X? Is, is it still called Twitter? I just don't understand it. I did notice that on a commercial this past weekend watching a college football game that X... Xfinity. Xfinity is Comcast cable. Yes, because we have that. Okay, there you go. So Xfinity, every time they threw their X up in Xfinity, all I could think about was Twitter's rebrand to X. And so a lot of confusion. And I think the bigger thing is we get in our way so many times. We can't get out of our way, so to speak. And when I think about it in terms of the insurance business and insurance agents, I think that's what happens to us when we have this predominantly based sales mindset and we think that we're doing something great by getting into the branding business, that we have to do more than we really needed to do. And keeping things simple here is always going to be my first statement. And I feel like that's what happens. When I see agents go off the rails with brand, I see salespeople get off into an area that they're not very good at or that's not their expertise. And that's probably the starting point to kind of going down this rabbit hole, so to speak, when it comes to what am I actually doing? What am I actually focused on? Now, I'm not nearly as smart as Elon Musk and do not have his business savvy. And I don't even begin to to want anybody to think that I know that. And we know he is very fond of the letter X and it's popped up through his entire career. And their new CEO made the comment that he always considers the letter X to be the idea of a second chance and the idea of what is out there and what can be. And that is represented in that letter for him. So I get, you know, having those internal ideas of how you want things to be and why you want this to be your brand. But sometimes I see agents do things for the sake of doing things, whether it's, okay, I'm trying to figure out why my business isn't doing what I think it should be doing. Or if I do something different, then people are going to perceive me in a different way. Well, Elon rebranded Twitter, I guess it's been, what, about two months ago now? And Twitter Inc. went away, but everybody still calls it Twitter. So sometimes I think you're fighting something and there's no reason to be fighting. Maybe sometimes within your agency, you're thinking, oh, well, I want to try this or I want to try this or I'm going to do this differently when maybe the challenge is your board. I definitely think that the intelligence behind Elon Musk as a business person is there, obviously, right? He's extremely intelligent. He's a very brilliant business person. At the very least, he's an incredible deal maker. Whether he's an incredible business person, 
we'll see longevity wise, but he's been able to get himself into some deals. There is the reality that celebrity business people, they're really just really good deal makers. That doesn't mean they're great businessmen or businesswomen. They're just good at cutting the deal. And I think there could be some of that there with him in, in this particular situation, but he's in his own way here, right? He's letting his personal kind of thing here really start to get too far into the business level. Sometimes we do that. Maybe we are bored as as agency owners. Maybe we get bored or maybe we just have some idle time. I see this a lot with startup agencies. We work with a lot of agencies on scratch startups coming out of the exclusive arena. And we see this happen during their startup phases because when you're starting something new, you have periods of time where there's not a lot you can do. A lot of times we do things in those instances out of boredom, just like someone who's reached maybe a maturity level in terms of agency cycle. And now you don't have anything to do. Now you have salespeople selling on your behalf. Now you have CSRs and account managers and accounting people. And maybe you've grown your agency to a level of you're supposed to be working on your business, but you just get bored. (laughs) And to your point, and now you want to change something because you're bored. There is a lot of that out there, and that could be some of Elon's deal. I don't know. But I see a lot of agencies go through this, and I see it on the early, early, early stage agency or the late stage matured agency. All roads lead back to agency ownership or agency principle and their inability at times, me included, to just sit still and go, okay, it's not time yet, or I don't need to do anything different yet. This somewhat reminds me of when Garth Brooks decided to rebrand as Chris Gaines so he could put out different kinds of music, and he started wearing eyeliner. And Chris Gaines was just not successful. And and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I may be aging myself through this. But years and years ago, Garth Brooks decided to have an alter ego that did more of a rock style music rather than country because he felt his country persona was going stagnant. And it was a hot mess express. That's always what I personally called it when I see agencies doing this. He went Chris Gaines on me in that he's deciding, okay, what's worked for me all of these years because I'm bored? I'm going to flip that. I'm going to start putting eyeliner on my agency and try something totally different. Well, then that confuses all of the Garth Brooks fans, right? Because Garth's wearing eyeliner. I remember Chris Gaines. It was a little disturbing as a listener and fan of country music. I was a Garth fan. I still a Garth fan. I have personal experience with this in little Huntington, Texas. We have two businesses over the years that I would say 40 years because we're celebrating our 40th anniversary in October. So Huntington Insurance, our predecessor, and then Huntington State Bank, which was founded in the 60s. Neither one of these organizations today are the same brand that they were in terms of names. We went through name changes and one I agree with and the other one I didn't agree with. And I'll explain that. So I think this is exactly kind of where we're at on this whole subject. So Huntington Insurance in 1983, small town, Huntington, Texas, Huntington Insurance Agency. It looked like a gazillion other insurance agencies across the United States, especially in the independent agency world. And in 1998, 
we had this idea to get into what later became known as market access or aggregation, premium aggregation. And um, that was that was where we started. Now, the program that we started with isn't the program that we landed with, but it was our beginnings. And in 1998, we landed with, we can't be Huntington Insurance based in Huntington, Texas and do this well. We can't do that under that brand. We needed to come up with something else in order to do market access, in order to move beyond the East Texas region into metro areas outside of Texas, etc. That's where the Integra brand was born. That's how that was created. And we went through iterations before we landed where we are today. We went through iterations of even the Integra brand. But one of the mistakes we made was that we hung on to the Huntington insurance brand. We felt like, oh, we can't miss that Huntington Insurance local book of business. So we tried to run dueling brands, which if you've done anything as an agency owner out there and had agent codes and master codes and subcodes, this is difficult. To run a dual brand within the carrier arena is extremely difficult. And you were always going to have this friction going on. And we did this for about 10 years super unsuccessfully like we basically have this 10-year black hole of brand mess up and it's part of our history and you know we learned a ton from it and we finally landed in 2009 with just across the board we went with the integra brand and we've been there ever since and our life has become so much easier that's one thing that has a success and a mess up in it Huntington State Bank, on the other hand, was very much focused on East Texas. Banking's different. It's regulated different. A state bank charter, which means something in Texas. I'm not sure how that goes across the country, but it's a state bank charter. It's the way it's formed and operates. And Huntington State Bank had a local brand that was fantastic. And a few years ago, to my disagreement, they decided to rebrand to Ubank, the letter U and bank. I felt like what they were trying to do was something that was going to go beyond their charter. It was basically, we're going to transplant an East Texas small town bank with a Dallas or Houston kind of feel to it. And if you know anything about small towns in America, you know that the last thing that small town customers want is to feel like they're part of something bigger. And that's the thing that I think that Elon Musk is sitting on is he's like, man, we got to get rid of this Twitter thing and go to X. No, you already did what you need to do. You had a company that was bloated with labor costs and you went from 8,000 to 2,000. Boom, done. That's all you needed to do. And you needed to just let it be a free and open platform. There you go. That's all you had to do. You didn't need to come in and create a whole new brand, confuse people. And this is where I think we can learn so many lessons when it comes to running our agency. Shane, you're so right. It, it ultimately always comes down to people. And I don't think people really care about the name of the business they're doing business with. It is about building relationships. And I've seen so many new agency owners get so stuck on, well, I want this to look exactly like this. Well, okay, I get that this is your vision, but 
Does it even talk about insurance? Do people even know what you're doing? Well, no, because you're so focused on you want this particular specialty item to have a certain look to it because this is what you want to do. Well, Let's step back. Let's figure out who your target demographic is. If you're putting flyers on cars at the Walmart about cheap insurance, but then you're telling me that you want high-end clients, there's something that's not lining up with that. And just because you saw the guy at the Allstate agency put a flyer on your car windshield doesn't mean that you need to go out and put flyers on the car windshields at the Walmart. Is that really your client? And if you spend all of this time creating a flyer with all of these different colors that doesn't even say insurance until you're in the fifth paragraph, well, let me just tell you, people that have flyers on their cars at the Walmart are not going to read five paragraphs to even get to the fact that you do insurance. What are you doing and why are you doing it? The core of this issue is lead generation. And I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of this because I'm struggling with this in our retail operation. And it's something we've been discussing. Lead generation kind of creates this idea that I have to do something different. I have to do something unique. I have to follow the masses that there's, you know, whatever the answer is. And if that's all you've ever known is putting flyers on cars in Walmart or buying leads or whatever it is, then that's probably what you're going to do. And I think the messaging is the key. What we get confused about is that we're going to create some kind of brand that is flashy, big enough and whatever it's going to do for us that it's going to naturally bring us leads. And this is the thing that I really, really want to get across to our newfound independent agent friends that are coming over from the captive channel. The brand that you've been operating under has decades and decades of brand development that has led to today. This takes so much time and you starting an independent agency today, you don't have that time yet. That's not where you need to be. That's not what you need to be focused on. There is this thing about lead generation and I've been, here's where the perfect thing to do is. It's about community relations. It's about relationship building. It's about networking. It's about all those things. Okay. And I still believe that 100%. But does that mean that you don't need to supplement that with maybe buying some leads, with maybe doing some other local kind of feel things, referral sources? These things take time. One of the things that we've understood and noticed as we've hired some new sales executives and put them into a training program is that there's still a lead generation gap that is going to happen when you start something new, when you you start an agency, unless you're just unplug and plug back in, and maybe you have some of that lead generation already built and you're just transitioning from captive to independent. Okay, great. You don't need this. But if you're a producer starting a new agency and you don't have this lead generation thing figured out, then you're probably going to need to go down some kind of supplementation of lead generation. You probably are going to buy a few leads. I'm okay with that. You have so many things to learn. The last thing you need to be doing is worrying about creating some brand that makes you feel bigger than you are. You don't need that. 
You don't need to feel bigger than you are. You need to be small right now. People love that. They want to give you their business and cheer for you to be successful. And that's all you need. Even internally, I've seen some of our team members that are wanting to create a personal brand. And what if I did this? And what if I bought this on Google? Or what if I you know, not wanting to charge it to the company, but wanting to do it for themselves. And my response to that is normally, how much money do you have? Do you have the money personally that's going to be able to compete with the money that State Farm is putting in or the money that Allstate is putting in or Nationwide or Farmers? And if you do not have the money to be able to compete in their arena, you've got to find another arena. People love to root for an underdog. And if you're a likable person, then people are going to want to do business with you when you meet them person to person. You don't get that when you're fighting for views on Google Ads. I know it could be confusing if you look at what we do at Integra here in East Texas because we do community relations and we do event sponsorship and event involvement. We don't do radio. We don't do print. But here's the thing. We haven't always done that. We're two years into that cycle. We didn't do anything. We solicited. We referred. We asked for referrals. And we've been around for 40 years next month. And that's different than starting from scratch today. That is completely different. You can be in that realm and live off community relations and live off of networking a couple of years in. You can live off that. You need to do it today. You need to allocate your time today for people to get to know you, for for you to shine through in your personality to win. But you need to supplement some stuff. And this is maybe something that I thought maybe people just understood, but I've had enough conversations over the last six months that I probably have come across maybe incorrectly as being just, this is the only way and you can't do it another way. And if you're doing it that way, it's wrong. And that's not at all what I intended for things to come across. The way I intended for things to come across is here's the perfect way. And if you have the capital to not take a paycheck for two years, then this is how you do it and you do it right. Shane is not saying build your book wrong from the beginning. I do want to clarify that. Know who your target demographic is and don't try to get stuff on the books just to get stuff on the books because long term, that's going to be a hard habit to break. Am I right on that part? You're right on that part. And I'm going to do something and I'm going to announce something so that y'all can follow along with our failure or success. But here's where I'm going with that. We have a situation where we need to help a sales executive get off the ground in a different way. And don't pass out when you hear me say this, but we're about to buy some leads. But here's the thing. We're going to buy those leads in a specific demographic, in a specific area with a specific target prospect in mind. And do I expect this to happen and fix all the problems of lead generation that this particular sales executive that has experience while they have been trying to do it the quote Shane way exclusively 
no, I do not think this is going to be the end-all be-all fix for this particular sales executive. This sales executive is extremely intelligent, very good at understanding risk, coverage, understanding, presenting the right things, selling the client on the right way. They just need more at-bats right now. That's my take on this situation. And that's kind of my learning curve is you need some at-bats. You can hit 150 with 25 at-bats and I really don't know what type of hitter you are. But if you hit 150 with 200 at-bats, now I'm starting to get a good idea of what kind of hitter you are. On the flip side, you can hit 400 with 25 at-bats and uh, you got a hot start, you got a streak, but that 400 could turn into 220 once you are a 200 at-bats in. There's a little bit of mixture here. We spend so much time to get back to our question. We spend so much time worried about our brand, kind of like worried about our website, when really what we need to be doing is getting to the plate and swinging the bat. I also think that this is really different at different stages of life. If you're starting an agency in your late 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, you know more people and you've created referral sources and referral systems. And you know that you can call John and John knows Jim and Jim's going to know Susan and Susan's who you need, right? If you're starting your agency in your mid-20s, early 30s, you may not know as many people and you need more help. I totally agree with that. It's completely different based on life stage. It's also okay. What's a billboard cost today? $1,500 a month? Depending on what city you are in, but let's go with that figure. Let's go with $1,500 a month because it works, but you're probably going to have to sign a 12-month commitment or something like that on the billboard. So we're going to say 18 grand that we put into this billboard because we're so concerned about our brand and we're so concerned about building something and doing this. Or I could spend $500 a month over three months, getting 40 or 50 leads so I can have a lot of at-bats and I can shut that down at any time and I'm $1,500 in after three months and I don't have a long-term commitment. And no, it probably only brought me about five or six clients a month that might or might not stick. But where am I three months down the road? I'm not sitting around twiddling my thumbs. I'm not doing things that are not getting me at-bats. I'm getting an opportunity to get better at my craft and I'm feeling the gap. And even if I have networks, I'm going to say this, even if I'm that 45-year-old starting an agency, I need to do something to practice to get better. And when I talk about not being in the practice quoting business, I'm talking about for my experienced agents. I'm not talking about for the guy that just came out of the captive system and landed in the independent agency system And now you're trying to figure out how to work with eight to 10 different markets, a comparative rater and a management system for the first time in your life. There's a lot to it. And that's what that first 90 days should be about. It should not be about, do I have my business cards right? Is my brand right? I need to go through this major design element because you're going to spend a gazillion dollars trying to develop this brand that you really didn't need to develop in the first place. But it's so important, Shane, because people won't understand who I am and what I believe and what I stand for if my website is not right. Write down three to five things that you live by, your core values. Put your name on a card with your phone number or an email address and put the core values on the back and boom, I just created a better brand than you're going to create through any ad agency for the, that you're going to spend five to $10,000. 
That's what matters. I see so many people spend so much money and so much time on logo creation. And what usually comes out when they do this is so pedantic, right? It's going to have a car on it. It's going to have a house on it. It's going to usually be uh, very blockish looking. It's A lot of times it's being created in Microsoft Word even. And if you are going to spend time and develop what you want this brand to look like, spend the money and do it right. That's the other side of it is unless you are a major branding marketing expert, do not do this yourself. You need to understand the idea of how people are going to respond to font, how people are going to respond to color. Those are the things that actually matter if you're going to take the time to create the brand then do it right. Don't do it in Microsoft Word. There are people out there that are very, very good at that and can help you do it, but it's going to cost money to do it right. The car and the home on the logo, I think that's my new pet peeve. Like, don't put anything on it. Why are we giving away the conversation? Let them ask you. People automatically assume that the thing that I do is health insurance. I don't know why. I've been doing property and casualty insurance for 28 years. I've never done health insurance, but that's where they go. So let them ask that question. Like, so what type of insurance do you do? Health insurance? You know, I don't do health insurance, but actually I do home and car insurance. Would you let me look at that? Don't take away the conversation by putting something out there that you're trying to shortcut the prospect to. If you're going to create a brand because you just can't help yourself, Then to Tanya's point, get your checkbook out, write the check to the ad firm, to the marketing firm that knows what they're doing and let them create your mark. And hiring a marketing agency to do this for you is not the equivalent of hiring someone on Fiverr and paying them $19 to do it. That is not the same thing. Listen to what Tanya's saying. When it comes to what your brand looks like, if you think about the fact that the big boys have the billions of dollars to spend, and I look at Progressive, I look at State Farm, I look at Allstate, I just pulled up insurance company logos and I'm looking at them. They do not have cars and homes in their logo. A lot of them don't even say the word insurance. So don't try to put everything about you in your logo because that's what's making you look small time as opposed to having that sleek look that you really think you're trying to develop, but you're not. It's like that website that has the 42 pages in every single line of business that you might sell is actually getting its own page on the website. Same thing. You don't need to do that. Your website probably doesn't need to be more than eight to 10 pages, and it may can be fine at four to six. It's who you are. It's what you believe. It's why people want to do business with you. And man, on that underdog, that just feels really good in today's market cycle and where things are. I love that. Have a little mystery out there about what type of insurance or who you are as an agent so that it's a conversation starter. Make them ask some questions like, what do you do? What kind of insurance do you do? Boom. Guess what? We got a conversation. We've got a prospecting conversation. We got a referral source conversation. And so 
I just like a little mystery. I don't need you to tell me everything that you do in the in the insurance business. That just doesn't feel good. As a matter of fact, it, if you're the right prospect, it, it just tells me that you're kind of widgety. You're not really gimmicky. I don't want a gimmicky risk management professional. I want somebody that's kind of above board and kind of owning their personality and being confident with that. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Shannon Miller. Doing your best is more important than being the best. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.